855-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Game speech there from uh, Curbs. I uh, listened to that 15 times after editing it to make sure I didn't miss one. (laughs) And still playing that, I was as nervous as I've been in a long time. Please. (laughs) Did I miss a bleep? There were 10 bleeps in 22 seconds of audio there. And that wasn't even the whole pregame speech from Kirby Smart last night. Anyone get what he was trying to say? A lot of of F-bombs in there. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Well... I'd say that that uh, struck a chord with the football team. Jeez. They showed up ready to play. Um, it went bad early for TCU and continued in that direction for the entire football game. We'll have to keep our comments um, or my comments focused on the first half. Did not watch any of the second. Yeah, I um... – <laughs> We started watching an episode of Breaking Bad at halftime, and I had the thought of, yeah, this is going to bleed over a little bit in the third quarter, and who really cares if it does, yeah. you know? <laughs> Which stinks, you know. I, um, I, like everyone else, wanted a really good football game, wanted a great national championship. Turned out to be a bad one. Um you know, it's uh, it's not the way you want the the final game of the season to go down. You'd love to have some drama in there, but wasn't meant to be, and it looked like it was going to go no. that direction pretty early. Now I, they answered with that touchdown to make it what ten seven. Yep, and then it was like okay, and then Georgia goes right yep. back down with a touchdown pass to Lad McConkey of all people, McConkey. if I remember correctly, and it was all over from there. No, um, Georgia played its A game last night. Yeah. Uh, other than giving up that deep ball uh, to TCU, I, it felt like they played their A-plus game. And that's why I was really nervous about TCU's chances yesterday because Georgia played about its C game against Ohio State. Yeah. You knew that that wasn't going to happen again. They played pretty flawless football, and that's what it looks like. So there's a lot of takes coming out of that game. But as always, we tend to focus on the OU side of things. What did what did last night tell you, if anything, coming out of that game? Did it tell you, oh, thank God, we don't have to play Georgia next year in the non-conference? Did it tell you, good, OU needs to be in the SEC, and this is proof of that? Like, what was your big takeaway OU-related, if you um, had one? I didn't have much of one, um, but yeah, I still wish we were playing them next season. Uh, you know, whether or not. 
I, I'm fine that we're we're delayed a little bit, delayed another year and going to the SEC. Don't necessarily see much of a problem with that. Um, I mean, that team is absolutely loaded with talent. I mean, you've got to continue to to win on the recruiting trail and win with, you know, until you like, – someone on Twitter, I don't know who it was, showed like Georgia's last five recruiting classes and I think – Couple of number ones, couple of number twos. I don't think they were ever lower than three yeah. through the last five years. I we've got we got a top five class now, which is good, which is a step in the right direction. But until you're the, on that level, you're going to have to continue to try and um, supplement your roster with some transfer portal guys. Sure. Now, as you recruit better and better, the amount of guys that you bring in from the transfer portal should shrink. Um, but you know that's. They've got a, a, a embarrassment of, of talent on that football team, and it shows. Pays to having Jalen Carter and a lot of other guys that don't get talked about as much but are really good defensive linemen and backers there, man. I mean, they lost so yeah. – they lost a lot to the NFL draft last year on defense like, and still – they lose like 13 guys it, it, to the it, NFL last year It was year a overall? stupid number, and they weren't as good defensively this year as they were last year, at least I don't think, but they were, were still a night. really good defense. And they were good, good enough when it mattered. Yeah. Good enough when it mattered. So, yeah, no, I'm with you, actually. I, I, I've heard the take a couple times today, oh, thank God that OU doesn't have to play Georgia next year. I, the exact opposite for many reasons. One, I'm a season ticket holder. I'd much rather pay the, for the Georgia game than I would the SMU game, right? Right. And, look, I they were 6-7, and seven, but this has never been a program that's run scared, and I don't think that you need to do that now. Would you get beat by Georgia next year? Maybe, but I don't think you should back down from that. Um, that'd be a good measuring stick game for you, and if you're worried about how much it would damage your chance at making the college football playoff, well, I think we'd all agree they got a long way to go to make the college football playoff. And two, losing to Georgia, just like Texas losing to Bama this year, it's, it's basically a gimme with the committee, you know? Right. Like, it would count as a loss, but people would say – well, yeah, but come on, Georgia's just one. They're they're the best program in the sport. So I I wish they were playing it next year. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I mean, you you need some measuring stick games, and I think it's apparent to everyone that right now Georgia's the measuring stick after going back to back, and you know they're going to have a great opportunity to try and three peat. So yeah, I you want to measure yourself against the best, all right and. If you lose to Georgia in what was that going to be week two? Yeah, yeah, week two. If you lose to Georgia in week two, that doesn't mean that I in week two, no one's as good as they're going to get for a season. All right, just because you were to lose to them in the second week of the of the season doesn't mean that by the end of it you haven't improved massively. So Al, again, Texas lost to Alabama in week two this year. Texas had two losses. And the story nationally, at least for like a week before they lost their third game, was, well, hey, Texas wins out here and they're a two-loss team, then they're going to have a chance to make the playoff. So, I, I don't know. I, I wish they were playing it. It stinks yeah. that they're not. Well. You'll get your chance at them at some point in the future, though. <laughs> that, they, that much is sure. They look good. And TCU was shell-shocked from the beginning. I saw like their defense was they just they weren't flying to the football like we'd seen them like the the intensity just wasn't there I don't know if like 
they could feel it out there on the field like this is a this is a lost cause. But it felt like right out of the gate that Duggan did not play well at all. That pressure no. got to him, man. And here's just more evidence, and I don't think people need any more evidence, but of what it takes to win one of these things. You got to be good at quarterback, and Stetson Bennett was great at quarterback this God, year. He played his best game yeah. that I've ever seen him play. You, I mean, you've got to have the skill positions that you're. But if you can just maul people up front, that's that ultimately what wins it, and that's what Georgia did last night, right? They they just they they mauled line TCU, of scrimmage man. game. You know, TCU got an offensive lineman hurt early in the game, yeah. and you thought to yourself, "Oh, it's going to be a disaster after this." Yep. And it was kind of a disaster before that, but you just got to stack depth on the defensive line and the O line, and probably you're going to need that in the future more than ever with that 12 team playoff. Yep. And yeah. I mean, maybe we do get to a point with the 12-team playoff where it's three or four SEC teams in the Final Four every single year. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I've seen that take floating around quite a bit, and uh, th- that seems to be pretty dramatic. But I I don't know. Who was the – who were the third and fourth best teams in the – in the SEC this year, Tennessee, LSU, well, LSU won the West, Bama. Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, LSU was a strong program, but I don't think they would have made it through a twelve-team playoff to the, to the final. That, four. That's the take that annoyed but you me just last never night. Know. That's the take that annoyed me last night. Is see, this is why Bama should have been the playoff. Bama had plenty of opportunities to be in the playoff this year, and at every like they never really impressed at all during the regular season. So I, yeah. I was not there for the Bama take. Well, and and I know like this was this this was my worst nightmare of a football game because it brings out all of the all of the things that I hate talking about. Who should have been there? Instead of TCU, they didn't deserve it. Um, I, okay, well, I think it's clear that Ohio State was the second best team, and you know they should be number two in the final poll. Like all of the takes like that that I just, I just hate. But you know we'll suffer through it. Everyone uh, will forget soon enough about this football game. Text if they line already. on the Kirby Smart pregame audio. Is that Happy Gilmore? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to his golf ball? Piece yeah. of monkey. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Uh, Portal News looked like Wisconsin had another quarterback for Mississippi State. That's three so far. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, if you missed one, it wouldn't be the first F-bomb dropped on air today. Oh, uh, yeah. I heard. Did you was... hear about that one? Drake played me some uh, some audio. It's debatable. I mean, come on. I don't think he. I don't think he got all the way. I think he it. just addressed the kid by his actual name. I yeah. had no issue with it whatsoever. Yeah, if that's what his name is, you, it's not a problem to <laughs> Didn't say. Didn't know it. Steely gave pregame speeches. That's awesome. At nice. the close of the speech, he said, "Now let us pray." Let us pray. <laughs> that's great. Kirby Smart sounds like Mike Steely. Uh, great. Uh, does cussing slash not cussing make a difference with reaching players? Honestly, would love to hear. Uh, Teddy's opinion on if that makes players play with more intensity or not. I don't know if it makes players play with more intensity, but like when you're riled up, well, I guess that's how I talk when I'm riled up. That's how most of the people I've been around talk when they're riled up. That's how the coaches I've been around talk whenever they're riled up. I 
it's just kind of it's the emotion and how you convey that emotion. It's not for everyone. Uh, it's just that, in my opinion, and I'm I could be different than most, but a dad gum just doesn't land with the same force. Though it did at Florida State when Bobby <laughs> Bowden was saying dad gums all those years, <laughs> he ended up right. being pretty good in their heyday. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like that type of that is like the exact type of pregame speech that I prefer. What stinks is that the Big Twelve is going to look poorly by the committee. Uh, now says the nine one eight. Well, not any worse than the Big Ten. The Big Ten lost two games in their semifinal this year. I don't. I don't buy into that all that much. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, the yeah. the committee hasn't looked fondly on the Big Twelve for a while. Whatever. I don't know what I buy into with the committee. Is it? Is there a conference preference? Maybe some years. Is there a what plays well on TV preference? Maybe in some years. Um, is it we just don't have anyone else to put in and there's no real good answer? I think that happens sometimes. You know, and this is what I love about a 12-team playoff. You know, a 12-team playoff, in theory, should eliminate your games like this and should get you to where, regardless of, of what conference you were in or what schedule you had, the game's should tell the truth and you should arrive at the best two teams to play the national championship. And even under that scenario, you're not immune from blowout games. Sometimes they just happen. Sometimes they just happen. Now, Georgia, I think showed clearly that they were the best team in the country. And I think they were the best team in the country by a big margin. But were they 65-7 to seven better than TCU? I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe, Tyler. No. OU would absolutely lose to Georgia next year. No doubter. Yeah, Georgia would be favored to win the game. I'm not disputing that. But that's kind of the attitude I'm talking about of, why would we even play that thing? Well, we're going to just lose anyway. God, that's, that's not really the, the right way to go about trying to get back to the top. Is like, we don't want to play them. We'll absolutely lose to those guys. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know. I, some people, there's, there's just, there's different people in the world that think differently. I, I, I just don't think like that because I, I, I think that, you know, we've got, We've got plenty of – do we have the talent of Georgia? No, we don't have the talent of Georgia. But I think there's some some excellent players on this team, and you never know what could happen on a given day. Like, I don't see a path right now that would show me that we're going to be a better football team next year than Georgia. But the better football team doesn't always win. They'd have they'd be breaking in a new starting quarterback that would be playing in his first true road game. Yeah, and who know like yeah, they'd be favored. They'd probably win. They've got more talent. But you just never know what happens on the football field. It's amazing. That's why people show up because something spectacular may happen. That's the beauty of sports. If sports were always a guarantee of what the result is, there wouldn't be a damn person interested in it. So I, I understand that like, you're a realist, okay? You're a realist. I get it. But 
I don't know. I I tend to try to allow myself to be entertained and and to tr- maybe find some some way or a path to a result that would be interesting. Like if 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 what you say is true and there's no way that we could beat them, well, who could next year? Whenever you look at them right now, well, if your answer is nobody, then what's the point of the season? Right. Yeah. What's the point? What are we doing here? By the way, they're scheduled next year, Georgia's, UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, all at home to start the year, four straight home games, at Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Vandy, Florida neutral site, Missouri and Ole Miss at home, at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech. That's Georgia's schedule next year? Georgia's schedule next year. You better hope Tennessee's good next year. Oh, my God. Well, okay. They don't need. They should be afforded a bye to the semifinal. Well, you were the or, SEC championship. One of the yeah. Others. I mean, that, 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 the SEC championship doesn't even matter at this point. You know, if they if they were to lose that game, they'd be in. I, yeah, that's that's an unfortunate schedule. Yeah, good point. Text like Missouri about beat them this year. Georgia, Missouri led for a. I, I'll actually watch that game because I think OU either had a bye or played early in the day, and I got to watch that Georgia Mizzou game. Missouri had them, man, dead to rights, led most of the game, and they blew it in the end in pure Missouri fashion. Dead to but rights? Ohio State had them dead to rights. Ohio too. State, if the kicker doesn't look like me on the number one tee box at 745 in the morning, then Ohio State beats them. And what are we talking about? It's not like it was – Georgia was – and that proves the, the point absolutely, and you're right with Missouri – if Georgia was by far and away, forget about it. It ain't even close. They're the best team in the country. There's no point of even talking about a game. Well, then why were they all crying on the sideline because they were about to lose to Ohio State, right? Yeah. By the way, we do have audio of Teddy at uh, the number one tee box at 745 in the morning. <laughs> Throw your s*** out here! Two years ago, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. We we gathered that audio this morning. No, that's like. not me on number one. That's me on like fourteen <laughs> after I've been in the sun and had a couple of. Oh, beverages. that's a breakfast. This is a breakfast ball. Come on, breakfast ball. <laughs> right. Uh, that's good stuff. Okay, let's uh, let's hit a timeout. We'll re- we'll uh, regroup. We'll gather some weapons and munitions and uh, attack this thing on the other side. I see the text coming in six five one three four three nine. We'll be back. For Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early as 8.30 a.m. and the final service at 3 p.m. Learn more about service times and everything going on with Pastor Adam Find the January issue of 19th Street Magazine on stands now or online at 19thstreetmagazine.com. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler and Teddy were in studio, 405-651-3439. Interact with the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Bob Stoops will not be joining us this segment, however... He will be joining us at the top of the hour at 4 o'clock. And when Bob joins us, I'm going to ask you to give a final regular season record for uh, the Arlington Renegades this upcoming season. How many games did they play? Six? Ten is, games. Ten games. Ten and games. then... Is yeah, like a semifinal. Two playoff, and then, uh, there's four playoff teams? I think so, yeah. 
Yeah. So, 10 regular season games. Look at the schedule. What if I said, Dad, Coach, looks like a tough schedule. I think you guys are going to go 4-6, and six, miss the playoffs. <laughs> well, thank God they won't have to play Georgia next year in year two <laughs> if that's the case, man. They'd lose that one, no doubt about it. Uh, well, there's some uh, reports out that OU's about to hire a new wide receivers coach or already have hired a new wide receivers coach. What do you think about Emmett Jones, if that is the case, from Texas Tech? Uh, don't know much about him. Uh, I, from what I've seen, it, it sounds like he is a uh, a guy that's got a pretty extensive Texas hike school uh, background, uh, which means he's probably tied in with with all the recruiting circles there, all the the Texas coaches, which I think is a pretty good route. Um, you know, he spent time there at Tech, a couple of different times was at Kansas. Um, yeah, I I. I think there's probably a reason they've targeted him, um, and my guess would probably be recruiting. Recruiting, yeah, is probably it, – it, and I – when you first heard this name, and I think when a lot of people first heard this name today, it was, yeah, I don't know anything about this guy. And everything's right. been, Everyone's been scrambling for like the past three hours to, to learn more about him. That's the first thing that kind of, you know, really jumps out is, oh – Extensive high school background. He's going to have ties in the Dallas area that are pretty strong. Um, I'm just hoping that he's an excellent developer at the wide receiver position because we've talked about we've talked about it a lot already this offseason. Is whoever the wide receivers coach is next year, they need someone that can develop and develop quickly. Yeah, and that's going to it's not going to tell the entire story of OU next year, but it's going to be a pretty big part of it. How much yeah. they progress at that spot. Yep, I think so. Uh, I think so. Now we'll see what happens in the, the transfer portal as far as um, any additional talent coming onto the team. But we've got some good young guys showing up. I think we've got some good young guys that are already on roster. And we've got some portal guys from last year that, you know, I think can still possibly make an impact. So he'll have a decent room, um, but there definitely needs to be some development there. And, you know, he was also te- uh, Texas Tech pass game coordinator, and I'm not sure how much he brings to the table whenever it comes to that. Some Sometimes those those are just titles, right, that they can attach a pay raise to or something. Um, but, you know, he may, be, he may be really good whenever it comes to some of the passing game stuff, and maybe, um, maybe Levy can take some influence there. I don't know. I would just – my my hunch is that he's probably an excellent recruiter, excellent developer of wide receivers. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it if he brings uh, Jaron Bradley along with him, six foot five, two fifteen wide receiver. Just finished his true fresh or redshirt freshman year. I've heard someone mention that. Maybe it was on the uh, the show with Steely and, and Parker Thune. Uh, but yeah, well, that kid is an absolute stud. He led the the team in, in, I think, receptions, yards, touchdowns down there at Tech. Uh, well, that 173-yard really game he had helps. against OU helped, does it not? It's, it's most of the season. It helps. And, you know, we've already added one Tech player where, you know, their announcement video was full of um, highlights against Oklahoma. Why not another one, right? Yeah, does that make OU fans feel better or worse about the addition if they have to re- relive some moments, but it's like, well, it was because of this guy. Right. Well, I think 
He could have Better. a whole. Both of those guys could have a whole highlight reel based on how yeah. they played against OU in that game. And probably makes him feel better. Now that kid's got some nice size, and that's uh, that's one of the things that that I've I've kind of been clamoring for. Now at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like you can have great production in all kinds of different shapes and sizes, and we've seen that at Oklahoma. But man, I think I think at least having a an option that's already got some big time production at wide receiver that's got you know six five six six type of size yeah that'd go a long way. Excited about the Emmett Jones hire says a texter from the nine one eight especially if he knows how to teach receivers how to run pick routes. If so, I'm all in. Huh. Laughing face emoji. Nice. Does Emmett Jones have any tips on dropping passes? Asking for all the wide receivers. Dang. You guys. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grab it with both hands. This is actually pretty good by Gunny. I hope he brings an intermediate passing game to OU with him. Well, that's kind of what I was saying whenever I was talking about being the pass game coordinator there. Maybe he's got some some things that he he could add to the table, add to the mix, perhaps. I don't know. Um, that's definitely something that we need to develop for sure. Who and how did LD Washington develop receivers? Massive drop-off from Coach Gundy. I am currently all in with Coach Jones. Um, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about LD Washington. And I let's – we should probably take a break from hammering the guy at wide receiver coach, you know, I, I talked, I think it was last week, about like, if, if wide receivers are dropping balls, it, that's not a coach thing. Wide receivers catch like 500 balls a day. Well, especially it's the job. Like deep ball, like easy, easy catches to make too. Right. Not like in traffic, you know, contest. A lot of those guys are running wide open. But, you know, my, my, my point is that he got kind of thrust into this job you know, with with what went down right before the season started. I mean, I think he's a good young coach that's got a lot of promising potential, and uh, anything that happened this year should not be pointed in his direction. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that that's useful for anyone. I don't care who the receivers coach is. I'm tired of our receivers dropping balls like Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that initially, but it took me five seconds, but I get it now. Very good. Right. I was like, Daniel Parker? What's he talking about? Yeah. Well. By the way, speaking of crystal balls. Yeah. Sh- what happened? Well, um, Georgia got a crystal ball this morning for mm-hmm. Dylan Riola. Oh, really? Number one quarterback, number one overall player for 2024. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Going de- into senior season. Decommit from Ohio State, and he de- decommitted before he saw that game play out. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's stud, and yeah, that's interesting. They've, they've recruited well at quarterback as far as rankings are concerned, but for whatever reason, it hasn't made its way onto the field yet. No. Um, Which, by the way, did you see that picture of Kirby Smart and Stetson Bennett? I don't know if that was taken at a camp or what that was. Oh, like, well, that had to have been early on. Like he had uh, Stetson Bennett had like glasses on, Cur- like long yeah. curly hair. He looked like the nerd in an eighties movie. It looked like that photo. Kirby Smart stopped by like a Harry Potter convention or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Harry Potter can play. Kirk Heinrich 
look like Harry Potter too, and he yeah. turned out to be a pretty good basketball player. Great point. I know that because uh, the OU student section once chanted Harry Potter at Kirk Heinrich when I KU know. was in town. I was at that game. I told you that. Oh, nice. It's like one of the few games I attended when I was in school. Jeez. That's actually not true. I, I attended – Attended a handful of games. Georgia becomes the first back-to-back national champ since Alabama in 2011 and 2012. They'll try That's to be true. the first three-peat since who and when. When was the last three-peat in college football? The last three-peat in college football. This is not a blue blood program. Um, I was thinking Notre Dame. Can you give me the, the era? The 30s. Michigan. Hey, if I say 30s, Michigan's a really good guess. And you, you said not a blue blood. Close. So. Min- yeah, that's even better. I like that. Minnesota, 34, 35, and 36. I know most people probably remember those Minnesota teams. That's the last three, Pete, in the sport. Yeah, I wonder if during the offseason before that 36 season, if uh, the Michigan fans are saying – well, if we play them next year, we wouldn't be able to beat them. There's yeah, no week way. two. Yeah, we, why do we even play them? God, I'm glad they're <laughs> off the schedule. We play SMU instead. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, can Stetson Bennett come back next year? Well, I'll let you let uh, I'll let Kirby Smart give you that answer. Andrew's balling, and I was like, Oh no, somebody's hurt his feelings. Somebody's thrown him down. Somebody's done something to him. I said, Why are you crying? You're going to ruin my moment. He said, Stetson's leaving. Stetson's gone. I said, he's 25 years old. He's got to go. He's got to leave. No, he's not coming back. Kirby Smart was talking about his son crying after the right. game. And I love that he says, what are you doing? Ruining my moment. Yeah. Come on. You can't, be a, you can't let your 10-year-old son ruin your <laughs> moment. Those were his words. He just said that. Don't ruin my moment. Don't ruin my moment. Yeah. It's supposed to be all about the players, right? It's the players' moment. You guys did this. You guys deserve this. No, don't ruin my moment. That's the first thing I thought of whenever I saw that. But, yeah, probably just – He said, uh, Stetson's leaving. (laughs) Stetson's gone. I said, he's 25 years old. He's got to go. He's got to leave. Yeah, uh, Kirby just – Kirby just – he's a great head coach. But he's still got those coordinator vibes, just the way that he talks. You can tell that – 95% 95% of the time, he's yelling and cussing at someone, oh, yeah. essentially. Yep, that's great. Yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, Stetson Bennett is gone. I don't I don't know if that's like a choice. Like, finally, it's like, listen, you got to just go. I know you've, you've won two championships here, and you've got your eighth year of eligibility remaining from the COVID year, but we need you to go ahead and bounce. I, I think he's probably exhausted all of his – He's um, 25 years old. He's got to go. He's got to go. Come on. <laughs> Quit crying, son. Ruining my moment. <laughs> That's awesome. And I don't. Need, I have no idea how Stetson Bennett even projects to the to the NFL. Um, I, someone will give him a shot. I, how high are they going to draft him? I don't know. But oh yeah, uh. uh yeah. Good trivia question here, Sean. Who quarterbacked those Minnesota teams? You got a layup here because it's on the text line. Bud Wilkinson. Bud Wilkinson, uh, quarterback. Some of those Minnesota teams. Wow, how about that? Thirty-four to thirty-six, champ. God, Amazing. what I mean, just what a champ, huh? Where's you know? he from? Um, I think NIL money got Bud. That's what I'm wondering. From Florida to uh, Minnesota. Was that a transfer portal <laughs> I thing? I think it was or? a portal thing. Yeah. 
Interesting. <laughs> Minnesota was throwing around some cash back in the day. Well, hey, no one remembers that. All they remember is the three-peat, baby. Who cares about the, the uh, um, well, McDonald's was, what was the fast food place in the, uh, in the 30s? The fast food place in the yeah, 30s. Where you hit the cash wow. in the bag. Uh, I, uh, let the text line answer that. <laughs> no idea. The the fast food place in the 30s. It wasn't McDonald's? That'd be my know. first guess. I don't know. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. That fast food place in the 30s, that was the last question you asked before we went to break. Is White Castle what you're thinking of? We got a lot of submissions on the text line. No, I wasn't. I was just asking. I wasn't trying to come. Like, oh, it wasn't okay. like in my head, and I was thinking about it. I was just okay. asking, like, what was the best fast food place that you hid the cash in? Text line says White Castle was the biggest fast food chain in the '30s. Bud was getting tiny burgers and cash in little bags. Listen, here's a couple of quick little Bud Wilkinson uh, fun facts oh, while we stumble upon the Bud upon. Wilkinson rabbit hole. I knew that's what you were doing during the break. His first year coaching at Oklahoma was 1947. All right. It took until 1959 for him to lose a conference game. Jeez. <laughs> How about this? So we know that as quarterback and guard, actually, he won three, three straight national championships at um, at Minnesota. He was also on the hockey team there. How about this? Um, he played ice hockey there, like I said, following his graduation in 1937 with a degree in English. He led the college All-Stars to a 6-0 victory over the defending NFL champion Green Bay Packers in Chicago. How about that? That's a, like the Winter Classic or, or what? That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I've got some breaking news. Okay. It's good news. Okay. Andrell Anthony Jr. just committed to Oklahoma. The Michigan kid. Hey, Michigan transfer wide receiver Andrell Anthony Jr. just committed to OU. That's a nice kid at wide receiver. Very nice. Nice kid at wide receiver. Um, my true freshman, right? Wasn't he a true freshman last year at Michigan? I think Played maybe. Some, but... I think it was a three-star coming out of high school. I think maybe from the Detroit areas where he's from. Had a big play against Michigan State where – he catches a ball and then just kind of separates for a big mm-hmm. touchdown. So that's a nice skit. Um, we've been talking about Tyrone Broden for a few days now, yeah. six foot seven out of Bowling Green. I don't know if he's completely off the table, but I would say that one starts to look um, unlikely for OU, uh, just because I think Andrell Anthony was a he was a higher priority for OU than Tyrone Broden was. You yeah. agree with that? Feel good about that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that that sounds about right. He's got some size to him. He's not he's not a six six kid, six two one ninety. Um, I think he was a. I, I guess he was a sophomore. Um, but hey, um, 
No, apparently they think he's got some good upside. I think he was hurt for a portion of, of this last season. But, you know, especially if, you know, I don't know where the rumor started, where, where it came from, but especially if you feel like the Jaron Bradley kid from Tech who's, you know, got some really good size to him, like if, if, if there's any truth to that rumor, then that would probably uh, – Going to what you're saying with the, yeah. with the Bowling Green. Well, the, the numbers now are starting to get pretty tight scholarship wise. Right. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think that they would take the tech transfer. I mean, I, he's not a transfer, he's not even currently in the portal, but they would take the kid if he wanted to hop in the portal. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, those. he's not even in the portal, and I wonder where that rumor even comes from. Well, he sent out a cryptic tweet earlier today. You oh, gotta, he did? You got to read into everything, yeah. What did it say? It was just an emoji. That was it. I'll go and look at exactly what emoji it was. The lock but. emoji? <laughs> I wish it was the lock emoji. The no. uh, peace sign, deuces, we're out of here emoji? No, that's the USC emoji. That's, oh, okay. that's never a good sign. Right. Huh. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what... what that's, know, good. That's, no, that's, that's, that's good. That's that's good. That's a good ad, man. That that that, that is. It's a good uh, ad. I. It sounds like to me that kind of throughout the wide receiver process, he had been somewhat of a priority for them, someone that they valued pretty high. So the fact that they've got a commitment from him that's impressive. Two years of eligibility remaining. Received multiple offers, including A and M, Notre Dame, Miami, and others. Yeah. So he was uh, highly sought after via the portal. Yeah. Uh, here's why he chose Oklahoma. Quote, it's a great opportunity. They develop and really emphasize how they utilize wide receivers. The coaches also made it well known they want me, and I'm going to be put in positions to be successful to help the team be great and achieve individual success as well. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think you'll have plenty of opportunity. Uh, we'll see, you know, like like I said, the young kids coming in, um, you know, you've got some transfer portal guys from last year that, that for whatever reason, you know, weren't healthy, weren't able to, to contribute. You know, you got some young, you know, freshmen that are going to be sophomores that are talented. Yeah, I, I think it's, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of upside in the room, but you know someone's going to have to show up, and I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for that. And we'll see. He's a um, he he seems to be legit, and I know that it's someone that they uh, they had targeted. That's three uh, portal ads in three consecutive days. When it's hot, it's hot with OU, and it's kind of it's it's hot right now. <laughs> maybe maybe you make it four in four days. Well, you've got one coming up. Sounds like tomorrow, Walter Rouse, um, an O-lineman out of Stanford that's played in a lot of games. Um, OU's got a chance on him. And then we'll see about this Jaron Bradley thing, if, if anything comes comes together with that or not. Well, I know the Stanford kid is one that they are um, – that's another high-value pick for them. If they were able to land that, I think they'd be uh, incredibly happy. Um, and – yeah, I don't know much about the – other than, you know, just kind of what the statistics say and what I saw in the game against uh, Oklahoma for the Bradley kid. But, you know, I, he's not even in the portal, so I don't even know what to make of it. Like, if there's any truth to the rumor, people are throwing that around. I mean, I, 
I don't know, seems seems a bit premature, but that would be a great addition for sure. I'm about to tweet out a uh, clip of Andrew mm-hmm. Anthony on our ref page, and uh, I think you're going to be pretty impressed with it, listener. Okay. I mean, it was a, it was a touchdown against Michigan State this year, and uh, yeah, he was flying. You tell me he he's got flying. some speed. Uh, he's got a little wiggle in him, little wiggle. <laughs> hey, speed. He's got a little bit. He's six two, which isn't small. So, um, I mean, that's. Some good, some decent size with uh, some elite speed. I'll take that combination anytime. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one next. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your... Cavis Construction bringing you this hour of The Rush. CavisConstruction.com, especially if you have a 20... If you have an emergency repair... Uh, Cavins is on the call 24-7. Cavinsconstruction.com for all the services they can provide for you at your home or your office building. OU adds Andrell Anthony via the portal, wide receiver out of Michigan. Not everyone is impressed. Wade in OKC says, meh, he had one big game. Come on. Uh, his numbers this past year, Teddy, he had seven catches for 80 yards and one touchdown this past year. I feel like – why do I feel like he got hurt? Well, and Did that's what – someone tell me he got hurt? That's, that's kind of what I was wondering is because the highlight that I just tweeted out on our ref page, it's like the first possession of the game against Michigan State. Like, it wasn't a garbage time touchdown. If, if you're getting – if you're like you're a starting wide receiver, if you're in the game that early on, I, I got to think that you were probably a pretty big factor moving forward. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't. Maybe maybe he did get hurt. I can't confirm that, but I don't know. I know this uh, from watching that. He's got what I like to call burst. He got some speed. Yep. Um, that's only one touchdown speed. this year, but it did look pretty good. He right. separated rather quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, not a big passing team also. Unless they so, were throwing their tight ends this year. They had two really good tight ends. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to say meh because I know that he was a high-value target for them, and I know he was a high-value target for a lot of other schools. So uh, I think there's something there. I think there's something there with the kid. We'll see. Yeah, it's not an overly productive wide receiver, but you just saw the speed on the touchdown against Michigan State. Like you'll you'll take a chance with that. Like he's not being brought in with the thought that he's going to be your number one wide receiver. How do though. you know? Oh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're still looking for your number one wide receiver, so I guess he could be in the mix. But yeah, I I'll, I'll, I'll take that speed. I'll I'll take my chances here. It's it's a nice ad. We'll see. Yeah. Um. 
I, I think that they've, I think they've recruited well. I think they've targeted guys. They haven't gotten everyone they've targeted. It's a tough market out there, especially on line of scrimmage guys. But um, we'll see what happens. He's got the measurables. He's got uh, elite speed, which I like. And uh, I don't know. I I tend to think they're they're also probably not done. So. Yeah, we'll see. Six two and a half with four four speed, and Michigan fans are mad he's leaving. I like the get, says the text line. Yeah, yeah, six two and a half, four four speed. Take your chances. I agree. I like it. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. We'll come back with hour number two. Coach Stoops going to join us as well next hour. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the air.